Hey, all right. <laughs> all right. How are you? Yeah, am I on? Am I on? Yeah, I mean, I can hear Okay. I did press record. Of course I pressed record. You know, what kind of ignoramus do you think I am? What kind of mouth-breathing troglodyte do you think I am? Huh? Do you want the real... I think I've called you all of those things before. You think I'm some sort of idiot, Sam? No. More like a fool. You think I'm a few... They're different. <laughs> you think I'm a few quarters short of a buck? <laughs> no, I just think you're a fool. Well, I'm a fool, too. It's okay. You know, we're all, so it's all good. Deep down inside, we're no all shame. No, no shame there, you know? Yeah. You're not dumb. You're just a fool. Hey, some days I think I might be dumb, but it is what it is, you know? I'm here. And yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. that's more than... You know how to tie your shoes. I, 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 that's, that's for damn Skippy. That is for damn Skippy. Yeah. I do know how to tie my shoes. There you go. Um, I'm very excited for this pizza. Oh, yeah. so what did you get on this uh, on the, on this pizza that you described as what? Oh, it's horny, dude. <laughs> this is a horny... <laughs> and what it's makes... Horny as fuck. And you said pri- okay, primarily so... there's broccoli on it and that makes it horny? No, no. I'm just saying that if I wanted to get broccoli... I could. Oh, that is horny. So, <laughs> this um this pizza right? It has traditional bread. I don't really care about the bread on a pizza, but then it has a spicy tomato sauce, the special truffle sauce or whatever the fuck, uh, mozzarella, cheese, another shredded blend blend on top of that mozzarella, some basil, some roasted peppers, some spinach, some pepperonis, uh, arugula, banana pepper, hot honey, red pepper, chili flakes, and a roasted garlic drizzle. Okay, yeah, that that sounds very that does sound very appealing. It's, it's sexual in nature, really. It's uh, self indulgent. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You, you said hot honey, and I got a tingle down my spine. All right. It's horny. I don't know what's happening, yeah. but uh, I might need to make a cup of tea or something to calm down. But um, <clears throat> that's how you that's how you that's how you get your rocks off. You make yourself a nice hot cup of tea. Hey man, nothing takes you out the mood more. Shout out, a, shout out, nice, shout out to Minty. A nice cup of. <laughs> Shout out to Minty Bongwater, uh, showing me how to, how to live, a, live a better life. Just uh, keep the plants on deck and uh, smoke some plants well, on deck and uh, wait, sunshine. Wait, 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 you, you drink Minty Bongwater? No, no, I don't drink Minty Bongwater. It's a, it's an Instagram handle. Oh, got it, because I was going to tell you, you're not supposed to drink the bong water, dude. Yeah, dude, I know I don't drink the bong water. What is... Jesus, Sam. No. I no, I don't. I don't actually drink minty bong water. No, it's. it's uh, hey, when you, we were talking about drinking tea, and then you brought up the minty bong water, and I was like, no, "This nigga uh, is crazy." It's, I was uh, like, it's crazy that you're going to bring that up in Black History Month. No, it's uh, just a, a a brother from uh, um, Indiana who he got the crystals and the tea and the and the flower, and he's just vibing out and living life peacefully. And, uh, okay, so that's his handle, yes. and you respect his lifestyle. Get it. I get it. Precisely. Cool. Hey, all right. Way better than drinking um, actual drinking bong minty water. bong water. But we're not talking about minty bong water, drinking it. We're not talking about sexual horny pizza. This is like uh, episodes what? This is uh, the Book of Peacemaker. Book of Peacemaker 2.0, part two. I, I, I don't remember where we left off with... Um, the, the last pod, I was just trying to, I was pitching Boba Fett to you, um, and we talked, I think, about the first three episodes or so yeah. of um, Peacemaker, and with Peacemaker, where we left off, I believe, 
is the episode with the factory where they find yeah. the uh what was it uh the the, the food source of, of the butterflies and mm-hmm. it, it kind of looks like honey but it's just some alien goo that we find out in the latest episode uh the cow they were they were referring to you know in, in classic james gunn fashion it's a grotesque creature like it looks oh yeah it looks fucking horrible gross i love it yeah it's a lot bigger than i thought it was too yeah exactly i thought it would be i thought i was was expecting an alien cow but not like a massive like there's so many parallels to the suicide squad with this peacemaker series like james Mm -hmm. gunn you know from slither to to the suicide squad to peacemaker this guy loves alien invasions and when he depicts an alien invasion it's never you know uh, superior technology. It's never um, uh, like um, like stronger forces. It's little. It's, it's it's always parasitic. It's always little crawlies that either possess you or enter your body. And you know, it's it's always it's always parasitic. And and man, the, uh, I, I I love. I, I forget her name, but the but the police officer who's. Um, who, who, despite being treated horribly by Peacemaker's father, she's, she's you know, she, she's a good cop, and she tries to do the right thing, and she clears the the whole fingerprint debacle, yep. freeing, releasing the White Dragon, the, the racist-ass Iron Man. The White Dragon, yeah. Like, racist Iron Man is a fucking hilarious like, title. Like, yeah, racist Iron after Man. seeing him in action, it's like an Iron Man suit. Like, he can fly with it. it. He has those little sonic blasts, and, um... And and yeah, it's it's funny. The show kind of points out what what Boba Fett and Star Wars doesn't. Yeah, you have armor, but there's gaps in your armor. You yeah, know, gaps in the armor. Like I can yeah. I can still sneak you from behind, and and Vigilante definitely does. But uh, but Vigilante steals the show. He really he, he really does. Every scene he's in, he he steals the show. Yeah, shout Every shout scene. out to the actor uh, Freddie Stroma. Um, he's British. Uh. Had had no idea, and uh, yeah, he is killing it. He is so unbelievably funny. Like this latest episode, he's like, but also uh, badass, like, like, and also badass. Like, like he's he he he's a bit of a sociopath, is he not? Like, like no, he's completely one hundred percent. Like, yeah, yeah he's a complete sociopath. Like, like he's he, he's more concerned with with um with 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 uh, how tape would come off of skin than 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 actually killing someone. Like yeah. okay, well if you're not gonna kill them, then use the, use this kind of tape so you don't hurt them. You're more concerned about the tape peeling off than actually killing them. Like yes, <laughs> he was straight faced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the character clearly has no qualms. Like killing does not even register as a crime to him. Yeah. Like no matter who, women, women, children. Of, yeah. Yeah. You just you gotta kill sometimes. Yeah. And he doesn't. He and, doesn't uh, give a shit. and 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 he can't pee with anything touching his butt. So. Uh, if you <laughs> I forgot about that. That's so. Funny. That was the latest episode and it had oh, me that's rolling. So hilarious. Um, that's, I forgot completely. That is hilarious. Yeah, and um, he is he is stealing he is stealing the show. But I, I had to give props to friend of the show John Cena. This oh, this yeah, is the this is the best guy right there, The best man. act. The best guy. acting he has done uh, in his in his career. And I really hope this does launch him to the next level. Um, you know. Uh, it's not, you know, p- people want to pit them, pit them against each other. Of course, commercial s- success is The Rock. Um, in terms of best acting, I think Batista has shown the most range. And then, at, yeah, then out of, sure. at, and out of the three, at the bottom is, is is Cena. He just hasn't had the opportunities 
they have had. As he has said, he's he's been very candid. He has auditioned for several Marvel projects and has gotten nothing. So, mm-hmm. um, so now you know James Gunn picked him up for Peacemaker, and he is he is crushing it. Um, I think yeah. I think this latest episode we find out what happened to his bro- to his brother. His bro- um, yeah, his dad's just redneck white trash with that garbage mullet, and he made his children fight each other. For their neighbors, Money. for sport, yeah, like for, to place bets, just for, and I guess to toughen them up too. Yeah, for to toughen know? them up for entertainment, and um, and uh, yeah, before that fight, they have a great relationship. You know, they're just a couple of, you know, white boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, pl- playing rock and roll, talking about that rock and roll lifestyle and how they want to live, and then uh, yeah, we cut to they're they're forced to fight each other, and unfortunately, uh, uh, Christopher Smith, aka Peacemaker, hits his brother too hard directly in the face and causes um a, a seizure and yeah, kills that is the one thing yeah that now that i'm older i understand why they say play fighting is bad because it just takes a punch that hits somewhere it shouldn't have hit yeah an angle it hits your chin in a weird way and your brain rattles around and then boom exactly and that's all it takes and uh and and we already knew that uh white dragon was a terrible father but um yeah. yeah, he immediately blames blames Chris like you killed him like no bro this is your operation like he didn't want to yeah he he couldn't handle the blame so he pushed it off onto yeah, his son that horrible. survived horrible um and uh what what happened before that um the 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 previous episode did we talk about when Adebayo found out about Mern the truth when she like was uh no we didn't yeah, yeah. No, that was yeah that was episode five back back to the factory episode uh we see a variety of peacemakers helmets and how they do different things mm-hmm. um like uh he has this really cool um um x vision um x-ray vision and that helps him in the factory because he sees this everyone there is a butterfly and they're all there just harvesting this honey this cosmic honey goo stuff that they need to survive and at the very end, Adebayo can't really sleep because she has a conscious. She's not fit for this. Um, you find out she just needed a mm-hmm. job. And her mother, Amanda Waller, g- gives her the worst job in the world. And she's not fit for this. Like, you know, sh- this isn't who she is. She's pulling triggers on people. She's just, you know, bloodshed. And she's not vigilante. She's not peacemaker. This isn't what she does. Um, but so she can't sleep. So she goes back to the office late night. And she's messing around with the helmet, and she looks at Mern with the X-ray vision, and there's a butterfly in his head. And that's when we get to the next episode, and we find out that uh, everyone essentially knew. Yeah, ex- except for... Except for Peacemaker. And Adebayo. And, and, and Adebayo, yeah, that's right. Um, and, 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 that, and, that was, and that was really, really crazy, but, you know... Mern turns out to be but a bit I, of a. I expected. Yeah? I, I expected it. I think I. I did remember back then that we were gonna find out that Mern was a. I. I think I made the guess that Mern was, excuse me, a defector who um. Who basically was working on our side to help get them off. I, I said for some reason. I think I didn't know for sure. Yeah. What his reasons were, but yeah, it just turned out he was a pretty cool dude who didn't want us to be killed. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was not with the invasion. He he wasn't about it. And um, where does that? I forget. Where does that lead us to? Um, the next episode. Oh yeah, at at a bio, she plants the diary, the fake diary, that kind of that frames uh, Pe- Peacemaker. This is not his handwriting at all. He did not. This it's a it's a it's an elaborate 
alien plan that is definitely not his. Um, so he's at home with... No, 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 that was Waller's plan. Waller's plan, sorry, you're right, you're right. The journal, Waller put the... Waller wanted the journal to be in Peacemaker's trailer so that when the mission was all said and done and he had killed all the senators that were killed, he would then, they would then go and find the journal in his trailer and they would see all of this like new world alien theory bullshit yeah and like oh he's fucking crazy it was him and they would pin the crime on him right which is why Mern said she probably was sent to pin the crime on peacemaker which she probably should have done after everything was said and done that's right and yeah because waller is waller and... i totally forgot about that yeah, um waller's waller dude yeah waller is gonna waller um yeah so so yeah, um, and, and so it works. You know, the they release the white dragon and they go to Peacemaker's house. That that his uh red, white, and blue tra- trailer, <laughs> trailer, and um, yep. and uh, and yeah. Long story short, you know, they leave because they're surrounded, and um, they're in the trees above the house trying to avoid the cops, and vigilante oh, with with uh, golf. I, I, I forget what they're with. Yeah, Goff. Yeah, Goff. with Goff taped to his back, falls out of the tree, smashes the glass container holding Goff. Goff gets out, and he uh, or it immediately it immediately the officer. grabs the officer, and it's gruesome. It's graphic. It looks painful. Uh, yeah, it looks really painful. Yeah, like, uncomfortably painful. Yeah, like like it like. As it as it, as it confirmed with Mern, it does kill you. Like it's not it's not like some sort of um, sunken place thing. You yeah. you are killed, and they they have your memories because they're sitting in your brain, but you are gone. You know, yeah. there's no trace of you anymore. Like your memories linger on, but your soul, you like you are gone. Like there's there's no sunken place, and yeah. And, uh, and yeah, like they cough up blood, and it's, it is very graphic. I think it's I think it's really sick too. The the two scenes that we see. Where it's like all of them are like all right, every time you go to a new body, you have to learn how to smile again. And yeah. It's just like all of them walking with that fucking, with fucked up grins and their faces slightly changing every time. Yeah, like when she, when when she's freshly like when she's freshly taken over and, and and returns to the to the um precinct, and looks at her old partner and like mm-hmm. and like tries to reassure him with this terrible cracked up smile. Oh, and yeah, and they bad. and they say it's hard. Yeah, like each time we take over a new body. We have to remember how to smile, and it's yeah. it's hard for them to do that. I'm like, yikes! And yeah, bro, that that's that whole invasion scene was crazy. She just yeah, the was... open field looked up and then bam, like all these little flying saucers with little butterflies in them, and they stroll into the precinct and they take over every police officer. So now all the cops are, are butterflies, and um and yeah, they're all after Peacemaker now, and yep. and then that's where it brings us to our the latest episode. And uh, P- yep. and Peacemaker clearly is pissed off. He he is still being left out, no, like yep. even out of bio is learning more and is becoming more in on the team as she learns more about yep. what's happening. Peacemaker is still on the outside, um, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll also see how like just fucked up he is as a person. So like before, when everyone else is like, "Yeah, we're a team," it's like for him that really meant way more to him than it did to them. You know, right. And when he does find out that he's betrayed, um, it fucks him up, and he's kind of pissed off at everyone at the start of this episode. Yeah, and that just plays to the whole character and point of the show. 
he is lonely. He has no actual friends, and he makes that cl- very clear. Um, like in the first few episodes, like Diebeard would be your friend if you, if you, were, if you were such a dick, but you can't stop being yeah. a dick, can you? Um, so he, when he finally thinks he made friends, you know, he lets his guard down, finds out they're lying to him, he gets hurt, and yeah, it just it just doesn't bode well ever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, but the mission does continue. Uh, Mern does die. Uh, the yep. butterflies, his fellow, well, you know, n- not really his fellow. Um, they, 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 uh, get the drop on him, find out where he is. They killed him, not knowing he's a butterfly. And then, uh, the butterfly inside Mern flies out and yep. they crush him and kill him. And it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah. Cause it's real sad. And yeah. cause Mern was one of my, he was my, one of my favorite characters. He was a great character and, and the actor is phenomenal. Like he is yeah. so good at what he does. Um, uh, there is a great fight between, uh, like the final, like the, the, like they were really, they did a good job of building up the, the peacemaker versus white dragon thing. Um, we knew it was coming eventually. And, and when it does come like, so the white dragon is a neo-Nazi white supremacist and his followers do resemble the KKK. Um, like the the white hoods, it like, it never like, ugh, it's so disgusting to watch. And hear them holler and cry as they run through the woods looking for a peacemaker. <laughs> I'm like, you got, you got, ugh, disgusting, white trash, disgusting. Um, and yeah, and White Dragon is just flying around the sky, and he, and he, and like the shot of him like flying full speed into the truck and just like tipping over um, um, Economos and Peacemaker mm-hmm. Vigilante is crazy. Uh, Vigilante goes off. Uh, after we thought he blew himself up, he kind yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy to see. I mean, he kind of did. He kind of did, the but he survived. He fucked himself up. Yeah, yeah. he did. Um, but yeah, it was great to see Peacemaker get that get that catharsis of beating the crap out of his father and uh, oh, and yeah. just laying him out finally. Um, and just yeah, laying him out, and then when he tries to do that whole "I'm in your head, you'll never get," just not not even letting him finish the bullshit he was saying, just ending it you know shot him in the head and uh because of his armor kind of holds him up like the blood is just is just is just pouring out of his head onto the pavement and uh yeah i'm glad peace picker finally got that um freedom fr- yeah he finally got that freedom finally got that closure and uh it wasn't his fault it was not his fault he was just Literally he was just a kid past. exactly it, it was not his fault at all um he was a kid and what his dad was making him do was Evil, uh, nothing, nothing but evil. Um, <clears throat> oh, and as a as a team, you know, even with Peacemaker feeling betrayed, they do decide to make um, a Harcourt the the successor of Mern. The new lead, yeah. The new, the the, new lead, the new yeah. Lead. Um, that should help, you know, maybe yeah. melt her heart a little and bit. It makes sense too. She is. Well, she is it already started because you know in the episode she was the one who was she was more pissed off with uh, uh about breaking the trust with peacemaker than mm. being uh waller's daughter that's right like she's she was like oh my god you, you didn't think of his fucking feelings you know like it's fucked up yeah we're a team you know so she viewed it that way too and we get to see them have their little moments as well throughout the show so she's definitely she's opened up she's opened up a lot more compared to how she was in the beginning of this fucking show exactly and um uh judo master's back he, he's back. I love Judo Master. 
Judo Master fucking rules, dude. <laughs> Judo Master is the shit. Like, so just, funny. I was literally the store clerk. Like, I was literally the store clerk with two thumbs up. Good job, man. Like, <laughs> yes. Fuck those guys. But yeah, because, like, this entire so, this man has just been trying to finish that bag of chips. Like, <laughs> that's all Judo Master wants to do is eat cheese puff and be short. All right? He's a short king. He's a short that's, king. That's, that's, that's who Judo Master is, man. He's fucking back. And I'm sure he's, I'm curious to see what he wanted to tell them in the first place. Before the you know yeah kept yeah like you guys don't understand the butterflies are yeah shot shot in the yeah. gut but he's back um he's gonna be in the third in the, in the in the finale um is he gonna be still fighting for the for the butterflies or no will he be taken over by the by a butterfly i hope not um yeah, no. um he's too, cool. he's, he's too cool for that um but yeah the the team realizes we can beat the butterflies just have to kill the cow they and then just they, wait it out they and just die. wait it out they they will die they they without their without their alien honey goo they will die so just kill the kill the cow w- w- that produces it and wait it out and they they will die and that's essentially what's going to be going down uh in 2 days time on Thursday yes yep um yeah um i am loving this show um it has so much heart um really like ridiculous um like you don't skip the intro the intro is i watch it each each time um um it's 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 phenomenal i am curious uh who else from the suicide squad is getting their show because it is confirmed from another spinoff from a character from that movie um my guess is rat catcher 2 that's that's my that's my guess um interesting um, i thought she would i thought of all the people she would be the one who's the one-off yeah yeah um i i hope she, I, I think it's her but maybe to continue the james gunn flair maybe give uh nanawe his own his, his own show like Ooh, like, i didn't even think about that yeah nanawe yeah, would be sick because he is i would like to see- he is so successful um in the um in the uh harley quinn series <laughs> he's so funny in that show yeah and then see, well, that's the thing. I'm afraid that with Nanawe, if you put him on the the spotlight, he loses some of his charm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm worried about that. I'd say, I, I mean, I I would go ahead and say it's obviously Harley Quinn, right? They would be I, foolish not to have a Harley Quinn TV show, right? You, I wasn't even thinking that, but that would make the absolute most sense since she is still the crown jewel of the DCEU. Um, She's the saving grace. Saving yeah. grace, consistently great. Um, has a three-part arc that actually makes sense from Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey to the Suicide Squad. You can see her growth throughout all th- all three movies, um, yep. and uh, and yeah, she's always she's always great, and her portrayal is is phenomenal. Like she is killing it. Um, yep, and also again, it would keep it because see the thing about Ratcatcher and Nanue Nanawe is that I gotta go behind the scenes here and think about budget, right? Mm-hmm. Animating an entire show with Nanue is the main character is going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, animating a rat catcher show where she's constantly summoning CGI rats is going to cost a lot of money. True, but Harley Quinn is another shoot bang melee weapon yeah. and guns ground level character. street level comic book. Yeah, no superpowers, maybe a couple big explosions here and there, but you know nothing too complex. You could do a Harley Quinn TV show, no problem. Yeah, no problem, and no problem. and maybe a Birds of Prey series. I. 
you know, the movie um, the movie didn't, yeah, didn't do yeah. well enough, I don't think, to bring them all back. Um, I, but they don't need to come back. So, or, or sorry, I was gonna say they don't need to come back as the birds of prey. Just do what they realized. They should have just done what they did once they realized the movie wasn't selling. And just Harley Quinn is a package deal now. When Harley Quinn is showing up in the Harley Quinn show, we're gonna see birds of prey characters. Yeah, yeah. Have them show up in her world, you know. Yeah, and I, I, I did, I did speak too soon. We are getting Black Canary. That is, that, that is happening. Um, with oh Black Canary, oh, she's cute. Yeah, like yeah. Um, Journey Smollett Bell, she's phenomenal. Um, I would like to see uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead um, come back as uh, Huntress, but um, she is gonna be in the Ahsoka series. That's that's really exciting. Um, oh, okay. I have no idea who she's gonna be playing there. Um, Do you want to segue into Star Wars with that? Because oh, sure. Sure. Segue. I have, Ahsoka. I have a lot to say. I'm sure you have way more to say. Okay. So um, let, you haven't finished Boba Fett, but you're two episodes I'm from episode finishing f- it. Oh, there's only seven episodes? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm on episode five. Okay. I got about halfway into episode five before I zoned out and I stopped watching. Okay. Because I haven't seen The Mandalorian. Fair. So, up until now, so episodes one through four, mm-hmm. it was cool. Okay. My big complaint. Yep. Is that the series' biggest detractor, at least from episodes one through four, is the fact that it has to be about Boba Fett. Okay. Because it's about Boba Fett. And because these Star Wars fans are so crazy, <laughs> they had to go and get the original actor. Or not the original actor, but the one from yeah, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Since the, to play him. Yes. He, he's been... Th- this has been Tamar Morrison's character since 2002. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> he's old. <laughs> he's old, dude. He is. And every scene that involves action with him in it is whack. Fair, because it looks like an old man trying to fight. It's it's the same issue with the uh, A New Hope with old man Kenobi versus Vader. That the it, very first lightsaber yeah, duel ever. It's the same problem. It's the same stiff, stiff, problem. stiff old man. The stiff old dude. Hey, that's fair. That's 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 a fair complaint compared to the other ones. I, I've been I've been trying to I've been fighting online. <laughs> that's a very fair complaint. Like, I would much rather this show had just been about a new upstart on, what is it, fucking Mos Eisley? Uh, yeah, Mos Aspa. Yeah, Mos Aspa. Yeah, a new upstart who, like, shows up in the gaps, you know? Yeah. If it was a new character, you make him younger, make him better at action scenes, you know? We actually get good fights and stuff, you know? But other than that, the show's alright. It's nothing bad. I don't really care about Boba Fett as a character at all. Okay. I never have, so he's never been like a childhood hero of mine, or like a childhood <laughs> like, oh, he's so cool. Yeah, I didn't like the Mandalorians until I played Kotor. Okay, okay. So I don't have no, I don't have a personal attachment to this character, so I don't care when he's not particularly like bloodthirsty, and I don't really care when he's getting his ass kicked mm-hmm. because I don't, I'm not compared. I have no frame of reference to him. You know, he didn't really have that great of a showing in the prequels either, so. <laughs> Like, dead i think you're being tracked <laughs> get him dad get him fire <laughs> look look dude all i'm saying is Django fett 
he sucked. Okay. And Boba Fett, not much better. Not much better. But I don't have that hatred that people have for the show because they're like, he's being nice and <laughs> he's, he's, he's being diplomatic and stuff. I don't really Yeah. Because I'm sure the old version of the character, that one that people spent years of their lives with, wouldn't have done the things that he does in the show. But I don't know that version of this character. This is the only version of the character I know. And he seems like a pretty all right guy. Wish he was younger so the fight scenes were better. That's pretty much all I have to say. Hey, all right. Oh, his his right-hand man, what's her name? Fennec Shand. Fennec? Fennec? Fennec, She's yeah. She's fucking cool. Yes. I like her a lot. She's awesome. It's um, it's funny because, you know, for him to say, I want to step into this world and then be all benevolent and diplomatic... She's the one who's actually like her actions are saying, "I want to be That's, part of this world." Like, if like imagine if she was the main character yeah. and he was like her advisor. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, but again, it's the Boba Fett show, so obviously he's not going to have a side role. He's going to be the main role. But I feel like the show would have been much better if she was the main character and Boba Fett was like her wizened. Like I've lived the path of the warrior, and now I understand that violence isn't always the answer. And he's like supposed to be her balancing factor. You know, that yeah. would have been cool. That would have been cool. I liked her a lot more than I liked him. I did like the Sand People arc. That was cool. Yeah, because you asked me about that. You were curious. Like, you didn't want them to be humanized, but, you know, we, we, no. we, we just get to but meet their. More. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The, 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 they have a culture. You yeah, know? They do, and they're pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um,. So it's, it's days like this where I'm I'm glad you're not like a big Star Wars fan because like we can have these kind of calm conversations, you know, like like no one's gonna get loud and like your opinions and your takes are always fair and like completely unbiased and they're never based on on expect you know the, the the fans out there and what they want to I see if they don't get what they want to see then it's not good. You know, that th- I just hate Star Wars, so yeah. it's, it's always a, a, a situation of just proving yourself to not be complete shit. Yeah. So like, if you can do that, I'm like, hey, all right, you know, I'm satisfied yeah. with this. This is not the worst thing ever. No, no toxic entitlement. That's ridiculous. Um, so I, I, I finished the series, all seven chapters. Uh, one through four is definitely the book of Boba Fett, and then you get um, the finale, episode seven. Um, but yeah, just to learn how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, how he lost his armor, how he got his armor back, how he um, got, got um, Slave 1 back. Or, um, and for the show, they're using the ship's actual like, like model name, um, the fire, oh. fire spray, whatever, gunship. Um, just call it the sl- Slave, slave one. 1, man. Sla- like, Anakin Skywalker was a slave. His mom was a slave. slave slaves exist. There's slavery in Star Sucks, Wars. But- yeah, it sucks, is, but slaves exist. Is it is it right? No. Did plenty of senators try to end it? Yes. Is it? Did it? Does it still exist? I think so. Yeah, um, that's that whole thing where there's that fear of just showing something, you know, showing it is bad. So we can't just it's bad. So don't show it. But at the same time, it's like if your entire show is talking about how it's bad, you know, like it's not like the show is like, oh man, slavery was the greatest thing ever. We should go back to slavery. No, yeah. most of the time when slavery comes up in Star Wars, it's negative. It's not presented in a good light. Always, and then yeah. The the characters who are benefiting from it are always bad. They're bad. Always, guys, you know. Yeah. It's 
Yep. Yeah. So it's 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 not like Star Wars isn't handling the material properly. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I guess they wanted to be extra sensitive. Yeah, we we see it in the prequels and we see it uh, in the in the Clone Wars, but um, but um, yeah, like the whole the vitriol and the backlash for Boba Fett is very similar to the Last Jedi, where we have a legacy character, a character who's been around since the original trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the fans have expectations. For me. You know, I respect what Ryan Johnson did with Luke, um, but I, I do stand with Mark Hamill. It was not totally consistent with what, you know, we have seen and known. But with Boba Fett, this transition feels very organic to me. You know, uh, he says it plain and simple. You know, the fans with this character, they just want balls to the wall, non- nonstop action. And that's just not what it is. This is character development. This is a character study. We are spending an incredible amount of time with Boba Fett. You have to listen to what he's saying. He's telling you why you're not going to see the Boba Fett you want to see. I am I'm done working for people who are going to get me killed. We're smarter than them. We can do this job better than them. If they just took a chance, a, a moment to think, just think of how much money Jabba the Hutt could have made, how many lives yeah. could have been spared. You know, like, it's, it's, it's plain and simple. And, and mm-hmm. Fennec Shan says... Boba, you're a hunter. People like us, we don't get to decide when, what, what, you know, the day we get to stop doing this. When you do what, what you and I do, and that's what the gangsters, the huts, uh, the the pikes, uh, mock shayes, uh, they're all telling Boba Fett, bro, you are a bounty yeah, hunter. It's not gonna work. You, yeah, you, it's not gonna work. You can't just casually step into this position and just think it's gonna work. Like we're all against you, even. Um, even that sit-down scene, I, lo- I love this Godfather sit-down scene. We saw in the trailer, I was waiting for it. You know, he's trying to convince them, okay, if you're not going to fight with me, when the fighting does start, please, please promise that you'll remain neutral. I abide. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and they, you know, but they do try to threaten him. They're like, hey, we're all here right now. What's, what's to stop, and you're, you're outnumbered. What's to stop us from taking you out? And, of course, you know, he has the raincorn now, so that's... That, yeah. that, that's, that's really badass okay i have a question because i didn't watch whatever bunghole this came from <laughs> what is the dark saber so the dark saber uh makes its intro introduction uh during the clone wars um during a little mandalorian um arc it's a weapon it's a lightsaber made by the mandalorians it belonged to tar vizsla the very first mandalorian to be inducted in, into the jedi order um, when he okay. when he died, the Jedi, being the pricks that they are, kept it, saying it's theirs. The Mandalorian said, "No, that's Mandalorian made. It's ours, and it's it's part of our culture." They snuck in, took it, and from that point on, whoever wielded it uh, was the ruler of Mandalore. And uh, and we learn a lo- and we learn a bit more about it um, in Rebels and 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 uh, in in uh, in the Mandalorian. Um, you know, whoever bears it has the potential to lead Mandalore to, to greatness or just to be its leader, but you have to win it in, in, in combat. You can't just gift it. You can't just pick it up and say, hey, this is mine now. You, you have to earn it. It's something that's earned. If it's not earned, according to the armorer, the, the, um, the lady Mandalore who, who, uh, Mandalorian who built um, Din Djarin's armor, um, mm-hmm. she says it, you know, the prophecy, you know, if you, if you get it um, through combat, you, you you will have the strength of twenty men and you will lead Mandalore to greatness. But if you if it falls into the hands of undeserving, it'll lead to Mandalore's doom. And in Rebels, the animated series, that that's exactly what happens. It's gifted to Bo Katan and 
then we get the Night of a Thousand Tears, which is uh, the Empire just decimating um, uh, Sendari, uh, the uh, the capital of, of Mandalore. So yeah, that's that's the that's that's the dark saber. And I'm right now. Then Jaren has it because um, after the Night of a Thousand Tears, um, Grand Moff Gideon, um, played by Giancarlo Esposito, he takes. I pretend like I know who that is. <laughs> uh, did you watch Breaking Bad? No. Okay. Uh, I can't think of anything else you might know him in, unless you watched um, some Spike Lee films. Is it Gusto? Yes, Gustavo. Yeah. yeah. Gustavo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, that that asshole guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I like him. He seems like he's a good actor. He's a he's a he's a incredible actor. Um, if, he's honestly the reason I want to watch Breaking Bad, just because everyone is like, "Yo, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he's a great actor, and, and he's oh um 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 the the boys. He's the CEO of a, a Void. Yeah, 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 him. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that. He's in that. Yeah, um, he, he has that great line. I'll never forget. Like, I can't lash out the way Homelander does. That's a white man's privilege. I was like, ooh, he said it. <laughs> he said it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that 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 that's the that's the dark saber. But um, yeah. For me, I I love this uh benevolent turn for boba fett and it ties into tamar morrison being a a maori actor um you know the indigenous people of new zealand um you know as a bounty hunter he is a stone cold lone wolf he is always looking out for number one as fennec shan says in bad batch you know at the end of the day cad bane it's all about the price it's nothing personal it's it's, it's a business um yeah. but he comes out of the starlight pit and he's and he has a he has a new ideology he's taken in by the tuscan by the, the tuscans and uh and now and now his philosophy is you can only get so far without a tribe and yeah. you know and so for anyone who's like confused as to why he for anyone who doesn't understand his character change honestly episode four is the one I, there, there's two campfire scenes with him and fennec shan it's just great dialogue and it tells you everything you need to know about this character and this and this turn mm. um you know um i, I love episode one uh no episode two the mayor who is working with the pikes tells boba fett word of advice before you threaten me uh running a family is more complicated than bounty hunting and as mm -hmm. as we see it on on as 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 the story uh plays out it, it it is it is it's true it's not as simple as boba fett thinks it is you know he's hell-bent on ruling with respect not fear instead of Taking Fennec Shan's advice left and right, kill him, take him out, send a message, kill him, make yeah. a statement, you know, kill him, you know. Boba Fett's like, no, I'm not gonna kill him. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go free. I'm gonna build this relationship and then let it on the line. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call you for a favor, and you know, that's just, that's, that's who he is now, you know. And yeah. um, it make, it makes sense to me. Um, there are two episodes in the book of Boba Fett that don't have much to do with Boba Fett and. Uh, you know the fan. I heard that's a complaint. People are calling it the the book of the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. It, Mandalorian season two point five. Yeah. So people who are who are bored with Boba Fett not being a badass are like get Din Djarin, who's essentially a younger, this, this, who essentially who who is Boba Fett, who he used to be. You know, when Boba Fett was younger, he was a bounty hunter. He was ruthless. He was bloodthirsty. He was kind of what Din Djarin is the the stone cold, strong, silent type. So, yeah. you know, episode five, you know, he has the dark saber. He's cutting down Clatoonians. Uh, he's, he's kind of done a factory reset without Grogu, without, without his son. He's, he's going back to what, he, to what he's 
best at. And now he has the dark saber, making his job a little easier and a little harder at the same time. Um, uh, I'm really excited for um, to learn more about the Night of a Thousand Tears. I think we will in the Ahsoka series because we're getting a, a live action Sabine Wren, another Mandalorian character. Uh, okay. She is uh, kind of a big character um, introduced in Rebels because before she defected and joined the Rebellion, um, she was with the Empire. She was like a part of their um, military operations and she built weapons. Um, and those Ooh, weapons scandalous. and those weapons were used to um, uh, counteract Mandalorian armor. And that's kind of how the Empire was able to bring Mandal- Mandalore to, to its knees because, you know, if you know, you know, if you're familiar with Star Wars lore, you know the Jedi and the Mandalorians are kind of, they're kind of big deals in terms of power. You know, like, yeah. like the Empire, yeah, you can't let the them. The Mandalorians ain't shit. They ain't, they ain't, no, they ain't no punks. Yeah. Um, and, and the Empire knew that. So, okay, great. The Jedi are gone. The Mandalorians are a problem. Like, if, if we don't check them now, they, they, they will be a problem later on. And, and so they handle that. Um, and then episode six, it's just blows. Like episode five was really cool. It gave a lot of love to the prequels, and then episode six just felt like a celebration of Star Wars. Um, a lot of love to the, uh, a, a lot of love to the original, <laughs> a lot of love to the <laughs> original trilogy. Um, if we, you know, anyone who like who didn't read like the Timothy Zahn uh, Legends novels. And wanted to know what is Luke Skywalker doing after Return of the Jedi? After after the Empire is gone, Vader, Sidious, or uh, Monster Mash after they're gone, what's he doing mm-hmm. afterwards? What is it? What does establishing the new Jedi Order look like? Um, and we see what and we see what that looks like. And um, um, you know, we get to see that the school that we see in the sequel trilogy that Kylo Ren destroys, we get to see it being built which is which is which is isn't it suck that it's still connected to that shit yeah like yeah oh man star wars fucking sucks like anyway continue um, but like my only hope now is that dave filoni and john favreau with these live action streaming services and also some animated series of course um not retcon but kind of fill in the gaps that just are in are inherently in the sequel trilogy because there's no plan for those movies so I think what they're gonna do, what they're doing now, is doing their best to kind of, with with the with the stories they're telling right now, to kind of plant some seeds in the future and contextualize or recontextualize. Um, uh, of course, with these shows, it's not out of the question that maybe Daisy Ridley comes back for like um, a, a Jedi series I or whatever. I hope she doesn't, for her sake. I hope she's able to wash her hands of star wars and move the fuck on yeah that's what i hope for her yeah and for john and for rose's actress and for poe dameron he's fine he's moon knight he's yeah he's, fine. he's moon knight yeah he's happy um, now but for everyone else because i don't know you star wars fans seems like fucking miserable people to be a, a part of the fan base like <laughs> what i saw those people going through on a daily basis on twitter I was just like that. That is so annoying. Like that is just annoying. Not even as like a like liking something. It's just like as a person, you are annoying. Yeah. The harassment and all that other stupid shit over fucking Star Wars. Mm-hmm. All fucking things. Like come on, come on. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, especially, you know, John Boyega and Oscar Isaac definitely did not, like, all the minority actors, all the actors of color did not have a good time with the sequels. Like, at least, at least Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley, their characters were salvaged. They got a, they got a, they got a somewhat, you know. Daisy got it really bad. I, people hate Ray. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that is, that is very fair, um. Since since the Force Awakens, the whole Mary Sue thing. Oh, she's too she's too perfect. She's good at everything she does, and yeah, that, that that's that that is that is fair. Um, I don't know if they will ever do a live action series based around the time of the sequels. Um, but um, right now with with, with with what they're doing, you know, uh, with Ahsoka and and uh, Luke Skywalker, who looked phenomenal, by the way, I cannot not mention. The difference between Mandalorian season two finale and mm-hmm. and Book of Boba Fett, the the, um, the the deep fake technology for Luke is flawless. This looks like Mark Hamill from 1984, right after, uh, like a year after Return of the Jedi. Um, mm. It looked it looked phenomenal, and and to see Ahsoka Tano, the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker and the son of Luke Skywalker, in live action in the same frame. Uh, was a big was a big thing for me and all i all i wanted was a reference to my favorite character anakin and we got and we got that ahsoka just tells in one line you know like when when luke is having some doubts about about grogu's heart being in the training you know he's like i i wonder if his heart's really in it and she goes so much like your father you know but but she says it in a more sweet and a more endearing way and i'm like this is Mm -hmm. this is this this is good soup this is good soup and that, and that's all you know. It's 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 nothing too heavy-handed. It's very simple. Um, uh, you know, Ahsoka kind of talks Mando out of out of um, going to see Grogu as he's training with uh, with Luke because you know Jedi can't have the uh, attachments, which is which is mm-hmm. my issue with that episode. Um, I was under the impression that Luke kind of learned from the Jedi of the past and was introducing a new kind of philosophy for the Jedi. It's okay to acknowledge these emotions and, and help them. And these emotions can help you realize what's truly important to you. Like, you know, it's love is a good thing. It's okay to fight for the people you care about. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not wrong to care. It's not, it's not greedy or, or possessive to care for someone. Um, yeah, but you remember it's connected to, um, still connected to the uh, sequels so yeah exactly so you know the, the hubris of the jedi and repeating the mistakes and he asked uh mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah it, it's just um yeah th- that is that that is true i was just hoping luke was able to introduce something in a world yeah. where I, honestly knowing how the rest of everything has gone in a world where luke isn't tied to the sequels i think that that's how things would go yeah but but uh, but you know, fortunately, yeah. We, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> we know how it did go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so we get to see what uh, what Din Djarin had the armorer make out of the spear because you know Mandalorian armor is made for uh, armor, not for weapons. Like we don't make spears and swords out of Beskar that can pierce our armor. That's that's a threat to our or that to our whole culture. Um. Um, he, he makes he makes uh, uh, Grogu a little a little shirt, a very very similar to uh, to uh, the shirt that um, Bilbo Baggins gave to Frodo. 
Um, it's, 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 like, it's like a chain shirt, you know, it's arm. Chain mail. Yeah, chain mail. And, uh, and, and uh, Luke makes him choose, you know, hey, you can sh- So your, your dad was here, um, but Ahsoka shoot, shoot him off, but he left you this shirt. You can take it, but if you take it, we're done here. I'm going to send you back to him. Or you can take Yoda's lightsaber, and I'll train you to be a great Jedi. And but and but be aware. But, but we, be aware. If you take this lightsaber, you could never see your dad again. Oh, okay. This is a great uh, option. Um, yeah, I choose my dad. <laughs> yeah. Because like during this whole training, Luke, all he did was like open like painful memories and trigger me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm going back home with my dad. He like gives me snacks and gives me hugs, and he's just the great. He, he's just he's just the best. So, peace out, Master Luke. Have fun with your yeah, have fun with your nephew being your first and last student. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you how much I hate the deification of lightsabers? The deification? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, most, yes, yes. You did. Yeah. More than just objects. Yeah. I hate. Here's Yoda's lightsaber. Yeah. Ooh, fuck you. Yeah. It's fuck you. <laughs> it's just uh, I I but that's part of the thing I hate about Star Wars, which Star Wars is filled with, is the self referentialness of it. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. It's been around for years. People have literally entire family lines of Star Wars fans. I get it. But like, how many times are you guys gonna watch Order sixty six or whatever the fuck it's called? (laughs) How many times do you need to see it before you're like, okay, I'm good? Cause like, hey, guess what? I love Spider Man. If I have to watch Uncle Ben die again, I'm gonna be pissed. The 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 difference is, it's a difference of perspective each time. You know, it's different. when it happens, it's different for Kanan Jarrus or Caleb Dume. When it happens, it's different for, for Grogu. What, it's different for Ahsoka. It, it's different for, you know, it's a different perspective. Doesn't it boil down to really intense situation, barely escaping with my life, someone close to me dies, or I make it out by myself, but I have no way to contact anyone I knew before? Isn't that basically how all of those stories have to end? Yes, but what happened right before it? What were you doing before it was called? Were you smiling were you happy? Were you were, were you already alone? I see the disconnect. You know, you know what I mean? You, know, you, you you like Star Wars. And <laughs> it makes sense. Got it. I'm invested in the characters, fam. I'm in, I'm yeah. invested in the characters. Yeah. So so yeah. for me, it's exciting. Like again, also being a, a prequel a prequelist, a, a millennial who grew up with the prequels. Um, yuck. Yuck. Um, <laughs> yuck. Um, Repulsive. Yeah, I love you know black creatures. A lot. <laughs> A lot of people feel the way you feel about, do we need to see um, Order 66 again? For me, it's always a different perspective. So it's, it's always, it, always, it always feels kind of fresh in my mind. And it's, 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 it's sad seeing just a garrison of clone troopers who, I, who you cheer for for three years during the Clone Wars and then they just turn on the Jedi and just light them up. It's, oh man, I'm crying already. Uh, but yeah, at least there are Empal Sal recons placed all over to help uh, anyone injured in the effort. Um, you know? uh, we we try to keep the pod under an hour. So, uh, real quick, um, chapter seven, the finale, badass finale. Um, shit hit the fan. It, it's the Pike Syndicate who does outnumber Boba Fett and his and his uh, street youths. I call them that. People call them Power Rangers. I call them street youths. All right, because that's what uh, th- okay. that's what they are. 
um, Black Chrysanthemum, Din Djarin, and, and Fennec Shand. That's it. Oh, and two Gamorian guards. No backup. Um, the Marshal isn't coming. Cad Bane laid his ass out in, in another dope Western Clint Eastwood style shootout. You know, if you watch the Clone Wars, you know Cad Bane doesn't lose those. That, that, that's his bag. He is the fastest yeah. gunslinger in the galaxy. Faster than Cobb Vanth, faster than, than Boba Fett. And, uh, you know, these two guys, th- there's a rivalry. Uh, Cad Bane kind of trained Boba when he was younger. Cad Bane knew Django. Um, uh, Cad Bane knew uh, Bosk, Aura Singh, all these renowned bounty hunters during the Clone Wars who kind of helped Boba and nurtured him after the loss of his father because they respected Django so much. Um, mm-hmm. So after, after Django falls and Boba rises, it's now Boba Fett and Cad Bane. These are the most notorious bounty hunters in the galaxy. And I was uh, in, the in, the, in the galaxy. <laughs> Monster mash. Um, and yeah, so th- there's a rivalry and there's a dope fight. My my issue as the as an entitled mm-hmm. fan, I wanted the fight to be a little bit longer, but you know that goes to your point of um of um that that goes to your point of Tamar Morrison being a little old. Um, yeah, you know, just an old old man. Yeah, just 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 an old man. Um, I I do like the fact there was referenced. But his father, you know, uh, Cad Bane is so sure that he knows who Boba Fett is. Like, like, what, what's your angle, Fett? Like, this whole tribe thing, wanting to run a gotcha, this isn't you. You're a killer. You're a bounty hunter. You're like me. Like, I don't understand this whole suddenly, like, you're going soft in your old age. And, and, and now you want to run a family and, and be a daimyo and, and, and lead an entire city. Like, I, I don't get it. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Um... It would have been cool if they had if their fight went airborne for a second. Cad Bane also has those rocket boosters on his on his boots. It, it would have been cool if that happened or something. But uh, they stayed grounded. It was very uh, old Ben Kenobi versus Darth Maul for anyone who has seen Rebels. It was very quick. Seen on YouTube. There you go. You catch on YouTube. Um, but if you are a Star Wars fan yet and you haven't seen it, please give it a chance. I understand if the animation style looks a little weird. I understand if the lightsabers look a little too needly, like too thin or whatever, but it's a great Star oh, yeah, Wars. Those lightsabers suck. It's a great. What's up with that? <laughs> it's a great Star Wars story, and in uh, season three and four get really existential. If you were a fan of like the Mortis arc and just goes really big with uh, with uh, with Star Wars, but um, back to the finale of Boba Fett. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we do see the Rancor. We do see Boba Fett riding it, as he said previously in the series. Like when when Danny Trejo, uh, uh, Machete, shows up and says, "Hey, so we sent Black Crescenton to kill you. Sorry about that. Here, here's a Rancor." Yeah. Um, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to learn to ride it," <laughs> and and he and he does, and uh, he takes out um, uh, the those really big uh, droid uh, um, uh, De- Deckers, yeah, droid Deckers, but like. Like bigger versions of that, and they have shields. Um, Asking the wrong guy. <laughs> um, um, it it is badass when the fighting starts, and um, uh, the the Twi'lek, um, the the uh, the mayor's major domo. Uh, uh, apologies, uh, apologies. I, uh, I always hate those types of characters. Oh my, they piss me off. <laughs> like like, but just like super proper 
uh, super uppity, very posh, very snobbish. Like, yeah. uh, oh, oh I, I like that joke. Enchanting sobriquet. What? What? No one, no one talks like this. Enchanting yeah. sobriquet. Shut up. The wrong tweet like died. Garza Whip should should have lived. You should have died. Garza Whip is the baddest tweet like I have ever seen in my entire life. I think it started. I think it started with. Bro, <laughs> you're being really horny. Hey, relax, relax. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you're, it, you're being really it horny all, right it now. It all man. started in Return of the Jedi when Jabba had that one Twi'lek girl as a dancer. Yes, yeah, sweet. From Look, that one, is, that okay, one this moment. This is the problem. This is the problem that you and Isma. Gotta let have. me finish. I'm telling you, <laughs> you guys have problems, okay? Because everyone knows that Twi'leks are hot. It's just so, it should just be an unspoken rule, but you guys keep speaking about it. But and why is that? But the decision to to sexualize them going forward, like the, the first one we see is is a dancer. You know, mm-hmm. chained up to Jabba's throne, and then yeah. since then, yeah, like they're they're always sexualized. Like no matter where we see them, they're always showing skin. They're always yeah. beautiful act actors playing them. Mm-hmm. Like yep. I'm, I'm like, and yeah. You, 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 ex- and that's what you see. That, <laughs> and then it ends there. That's, ex- ex- that's all you got. Except do. for um for Rebels and the Clone Wars, where we get uh Harrison Dula, the leader of Phoenix Squadron. Um, uh. Who's that? Uh, if you watch Rebels, she's uh, she's green. She's a Twi'lek. She's 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 the uh, captain of the Ghost Crew with Ezra Bridger and Sabine Wren and Kanan Jarrett. Is Jared. she a main character? She's a main character. Yes, she is. Okay, yeah, I know who she is. Okay. Yeah, and and she's not sexualized. She she's she's a leader. She's a warrior. She's 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 one of the best pilots, you know, in Star Wars. And her father. Is she still hot though? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, 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 um, I, I have to admit, her voice. She has a very sexy voice. Um, it's hey, it's it's hey, it's kind of smoky. It's kind of it's yeah. It's it, yeah. Yes, yeah, me. I'd say you're wild. You're wild and right. <laughs> but, you know, wild that's rough. that's for you to do. Um, that's what you want to want to wild out. Amen. The, but yeah. Um, I I think I don't know if the finale will please the Boba fans who wanted him to see a who wanted to see him be a badass. I think he is a badass. Um, in this finale. It's. I will never get tired of seeing him and Din Djarin fight side by side. They just look so badass together. Um, um, we don't know if Cad Bane is dead. We just know Boba Fett won their showdown, uh, and he and he won it, uh, not using any any Mandalorian armor tricks, but with um, his Tusken Raider tricks. You know, it, it kind of. Yeah. He went back to basics, and uh, you know, Cad Bane s- said something about you know. Uh, this is my final lesson to you, Boba. Like, fight for yourself. Look out for yourself. Anything else is a weakness. He pulls the trigger. Boba Fett kind of evades it. Takes out the staff. Disarms him. Knocks him down. Stabs him. Done. Yep. Done. Easy. Easy. And uh, the Rancor makes uh, short work of uh, of all those of, of the droids and the people of Freetown who lost who who uh um Mos Pelgo, um the people who uh who uh mando helped in the beginning of season two with the crate dragon and uh and and meeting Cobb vanth they show up as foot foot, as uh, foot soldiers and helps with numbers um and uh and and yeah you know just this with nurturing relationships and and with trust and respect boba fett did overcome the crime syndicate he beat the pikes and he got their spice trade uh off of tatooine 
sweet, sweet spice. Yeah, and if anyone's curious, um, uh, if you watch uh, season six of uh, of the Clone Wars, where uh, where they learn more about Sifo-Dyas and and uh, Dooku has to tie up some loose ends, we do mm-hmm. see you can smoke spice. Like we we knew spice was a drug in Star Wars, but uh, you you can't smoke it. People were, were, were curious. Like, what do you do with it? Like, is it like it's? it's we know it's a drug, but like, Strats. how do you how do you use it? How do you how do you ingest it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can uh, you smoke it or puff it or or whatever, or vape it. Makes I, sense. I don't know, whatever. Um, Spice. But yeah, um, I don't think I'm a Disney show or a Star Wars show. I will tell you when there's Star Wars out there that I do not like. There is Star Wars out there that I do not like, um, but I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about stories that I love, and I personally love the book of Boba Fett. Um, Sam is a lot like me. Uh, you know, action and, and explosions are fun, but that's not a story. I want characters. I want dialogue. I want relationships. And that's what uh, uh, John Favreau provided. That's what Dave Filoni provided. That's what uh, Robert Rodrigo provide, provided. Um, that's what uh, Bryce Dallas Howard provided. And, um, yeah. This is another successful series in my eyes. I'm sorry for anyone who was bored. I'm sorry for anyone who was let down and didn't get the Boba Fett they wanted. Um, I loved what we got. And uh, again, people don't really think about this, but to have Tamora Morrison uh, be such a, probably the most prominent indigenous actor, um, or you know, specifically Polynesian um, mm-hmm. actor, in a prominent role in one of the most uh, influential influential iconic uh commercially successful franchises of all time it's a big deal and mm. yeah he's old he can't do everything Boba Fett. Oh, he's old. yeah yeah he, he, he's in his 60s yeah he's old um but uh you know just it, it was great seeing him and aquaman do the whole um greet the uh, the uh, nose touch greeting with jason momoa yeah. another paul you know it's great to see that culture reflected and i don't know I didn't see his name anywhere in the credits as a producer, but I feel like his presence and his and his personal heritage played a role in the story of Boba Fett and his ideology changing. And I, I loved at the end of episode two, we, we talked about it on, on the last pod, but this like the, the Tuscan Raider version of a haka, like this this warrior tribal dance kind of thing. I, I oh yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was I thought it was amazing, and I thought this series was amazing. Uh, I think the next thing we get is Ahsoka in no 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 Kenobi. I'm crazy. Kenobi. Uh, we're, we're getting Kenobi uh, in May. Uh, I'll watch that. That'll be that'll <laughs> like be yeah cool. yeah, and that'll be six episodes, probably an hour long each. Essentially, a trilogy. If you want to break it down, that's that's three movies that are two hours long each. Um, and uh, and yeah, that'll be really cool. And then I think in December we we're getting the Ahsoka series. So yeah, Good old yeah, skips. yeah, no skips. Um, so Sam, you are watching Mandalorian. Yes, I'm going to start Mandalorian instead of finishing Boba Fett. Okay, and um, and uh, Peacemaker ends this Thursday. Um, oh, nice. Before we sign off, are you watching any TV? Any anything else? Nope. Nothing. Oh, I'm I'm actually going back and watching old reruns of Ed, Ed and Eddie. Okay. Still a godlike show. Still undefeated for me in terms of childhood joy. In fact, it maintains 
It's Where are you? Wa- fact, where are you watching? Uh, it, Max. Plex. Plex. Okay. Plex. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, um, I finished uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus. Um. Great. Yeah, you tell me that I would like. I think you would like it because you liked Twenty Forty Nine, right? Mm-hmm. Did you like the original movie? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I would give it a shot. Um. It. It is. It is an anime. Uh, it is Blade Runner. Um. Being produced by a a Japanese studio with you know Japanese writings, Japanese storytellers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and you saw Blackout, that the fifteen minute anime short. Yeah. Yeah. So Nexus Eights blew up the 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 database, so there's no more uh, rep- replicants on file. Ten years, oh, wow. ten years later, replicants are illegal. They shouldn't be around, but there is one around. And uh, and yeah, um, Jared Leto's character, or you say Jared Leto, um, he before he lost his vision, uh, he made Black Lotus specifically to take out to kill his own father and all of his and all of his legal buddies, um, mm-hmm. so that he, so that he could do what he wanted to do, which was make a new line of perfect replicants. He he couldn't do that because um, they were illegal. So he he, he killed the people who kind of kind of made that happen mm-hmm. so that he could do what he wanted to do um but of course these replicants are not are not tools they are they are people whether or not their makers want to admit that or not they look human they feel human they act like human they were not brought into this world the way we were but hey the, they, they they have a level of empathy that these humans don't so what does that tell you i don't know um but yeah, uh, I don't want to say too much about it, but um, I finished it. I'll check it out. It was uh, it it was it was amazing. Honestly, it was it was very consistent with the universe. It expands on the universe, um, and uh, and it, it expands on the universe in a, in, a, in a great way. We see like in a way that it was cool to see in twenty forty nine a replicant who was also a Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, there were some things in the shells that that is very interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, th- there's um the, the character Jay who was a Blade Runner. He's kind of washed up. Um, he was he was a Blade Runner, but we learn about his past and why he's no longer a Blade Runner, and um uh and and L's journey um killing uh sheriffs and and politicians and doctors who are all there uh in her memory. Uh, she knows what what they did, what they were a part of, and uh. And yeah, it's 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 a great reveal that it was actually like an intentional mission for her to do this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's part of it's part of her design, and it's also part of these uh, uh, design of these perfect replicants that they can't harm Wallace. So, and mm-hmm. that's where you kind of get more of that uh, sci-fi ambiguity. You know, okay, sh- she she has she's designed to do this. But she isn't doing that thing, so right. does she have free will? Like I thought, she couldn't do that, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I love seeing that in, in, in Blade Runner. Um, explored, mm-hmm. yeah, um, uh, abs- absolutely explored. Um, but yeah, I, I love how it ends, and um, and it was also confirmed we're getting a, a live action series for Blade Runner um, twenty twenty ninety nine. Uh, fifty okay. years after the events of twenty forty nine, so that'll be exciting to see. Because uh, in twenty forty nine, um, 
you know, um, we see the Nexus Eight uh, rebellion kind of begin. All these, all these replicants, Nexus Eights, who removed their perfect right eye so they couldn't be identified, um, yep. you know, uh, kind of turning towards K, uh, played by Ryan Gosson, who's a Nexus Nine, who's perfectly or supposed to be um, obedient and just and follow orders. You know, they're they're forming they're forming a rebellion. They're going to fight back against their oppressors, the people who mm-hmm. who enslave them. Yep. So that'll be. I think twenty ninety nine will will see that that war between replicants and humans, and that'll be very cool. Oh, that's pretty. Sad. That'll be I'm down to check that that'll out. be very cool to see. Um, All right. But yeah, I yeah. I think I think that's enough. We should wrap there. Yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up there. I think. Uh, All right, cool, man. We'll talk cool. about everything. I'm a little tired. Good. Yeah, a little tired. I got my pizza. Got, your... got some Ed and Nettie. Uh, gonna watch some Abbott Elementary. Oh, that's what I. Oh, watching. Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, just real quick, Abbott Elementary. Um, <laughs> you got here. You go. What, okay. what is? Oh, what's her name? The actress's name. Quinta. Quinta. Yes. Um, she is so funny. I also started watching, um, a Black Lady sketch show on HBO Max. Very funny. Um, it's not just you know for black people. It's for everyone. Um. It's but you know if you're part of the culture in on the culture the jokes definitely land differently, um, mm-hmm. but yeah that show is very funny it's it kind of reminds me of The Office. Um, uh, my main man Tyler James Williams from uh, Everybody Hates Chris is kind of the gym. He's always looking into the camera like what is this white always what like- is this white man saying to me right now <laughs> like <laughs> he's in, like he'll be chilling in like the teachers lounge trying to have lunch and uh, and um, uh, the white boy, yeah, yeah the white kid, <laughs> he, like he tries too hard to be chill, and like ends up being a little, a little microaggressive with the racism. Like, bro, yeah. you don't have to talk to me like that. Like, just be normal. <laughs> um, He's even racist to Italians. Racist to Italians. <laughs> oh yeah, um, they got they got uh, they got Jesse from uh, Parent Trap, um, uh, as yeah, as um. <laughs> She's in the show. She plays. She plays the 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 uh, Italian uh, um, teacher who's like has a history with like with, like mobster gangster life. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like she's always like, she she has she she knows a guy. She, she knows a guy who has no name. All right, forget about it. Yeah. Seriously, forget about it. Like, don't don't, don't talk about it again. <laughs> um, uh, and I love the principal. The principal is Michael Scott. The principal is Michael Scott. She is she's, not. She's fucking insane. Yeah, like. She is not appropriate for the workplace at all. She doesn't see that. She thinks she's a great boss, or you know, she kind of tricks herself into thinking she's good at her job. But you know, she's she's kind of not. She reminds me of Michael Scott. The show kind of reminds me of The Office, which is why I love it so much. Absolutely inspired. And by uh, it, and uh, yeah, it's on Hulu, and I'm watching that right now. So, thank you, Sam. Yes, Abbott Elementary is, is what I'm currently watching. Um, yeah, shit's good. Yeah, it's 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 really that. good. Probably tucking myself out. All right, so, uh, and and yeah, and enjoy your horny pizza. Oh man, this shit looks so fire. All right, peace out. Take it easy.